Music Business What Is This is a podcast that focuses on the ever-changing music industry and presents issues and concerns that the average and above average musician has or will encounter. Hey everybody, this is Richard Johnson and I'm here today. This is Music Business What Is This. Today we're going to be talking with a wonderful saxophone player. He's our guest, music educator, composer. He does it all in the music business. Let's give it up for we call him Wojo, and I'll let him pronounce his name because I want him to get it right for everyone to hear. Wojciechowski. Wojciechowski. That's right. You've heard it right here on Music Business. What is this? So today we're going to talk a little bit about what he does and where he comes from and how he got into the music business. So let's start with a little bit um, of background. Where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from the Detroit area. Detroit. But we're in Chicago. So we were in Chicago. How did you end up in Chicago? We ended up in Chicago uh, mostly because of my wife. Um, initially, her her job uh, brought us here. So okay, okay. Yeah, it's interesting that you guys came here because it's not that far away. But no. Detroit is a great music city. It is. You know, so yeah. a lot of people are like, well, why'd you come to Chicago? Mm-hmm. So for you, was that like a, a musical step up, or was it parallel, or? How did you feel when you got here? Were you like, yeah, I'm in Chicago. This is the place. Well, um, I played the first year I was here in 2002. Mm -hmm. I played twice as many gigs as I did the previous year in Detroit. My first year in town. First year. So now there aren't as many gigs anymore. But Mm -hmm. at that time, um, I mean, I kind of knew. And I knew some people here already before I moved here. So I knew the scene was on. I mean, the musicians in Detroit are world class there are world class musicians in every town um mm. but there's just there are more here than there right. are there's there. just more, there's more opportunities to play just like new york city yeah yeah there's more of everything there's right, more right. amazing players and there's more, more bad players right you get both sides exactly. people don't really talk right. about that yeah. too much um but yeah with more people comes more good and mm-hmm. more not right. so good exactly okay so you are a music educator and you teach in high schools correct i do all right so Did you go to college for education or how did you end up in education? I did. So I, some people, when I was, before I went to college, some people who I respected, primarily my, kind of my primary jazz teacher who was a saxophone player in Detroit named George Benson. George Benson. George, he went by George Sax Benson. Okay, so George F. Benson, not (laughs) George Benson, the guitar player. Yeah, the guitar player. Let's Uh, just. But if you talk to anybody from Detroit, they know they know who I'm talking about because he was kind of like the Von Freeman of Detroit. at the time. Okay, Um, cool. So he was my teacher, and he had been a postal carrier for his career, but he still played gigs at night. And um, at any rate, he encouraged me to study education. Okay. I had no intention of being a teacher, though. Right. It's interesting because most players who are really trying to play and hit hard, they're not right. really thinking about education at the time. No, <laughs> they aren't. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I, I was no different. Um, you know, I went to school. So even though I was an ed major, uh, I acted like a performance major. Okay. So I did all the things that a performance major would do, and I had a pretty singular focus on, I'm gonna finish school. You know, learn as much as I possibly can in college, move to New York, and then do the thing. Okay, so so let's stop there. Uh, you're in school, you're playing music, mm-hmm. performer, mm-hmm. but you're getting education degree. Mm-hmm. What was your routine to maintain practicing? Like, what did you do? Because that's a lot of credits. It it's is. It's a lot of education. It it's a lot of time. But it you is. still got to do gigs. So right. 
I know college itself without doing education is a lot, but you're doing both. So how, did right. you have a routine to balance yes. that or what was that? Well, I think it, com- it came down to time management and it came down to kind of setting, like I would set these sort of semester goals, break them down into monthly goals and then break those down into weekly goals. And this is kind of on top of what I, the assignments I had in my lessons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z, right? Like I want to be able to play all of my scales in alternating fourths or, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to transcribe these solos and I want to learn these tunes. I just got really organized about it and I wrote those things down and then I would kind of break them into smaller chunks and then tackle them that way. Okay, so that so, way when I went to practice, mm-hmm. I knew I kind of had like... So you had a plan prior to it. It wasn't like, I'm going to sit down and shit, and then you figure it out. You were like, you sat down, and, and you had it already all I had it all figured out. out. I, so I you had weren't like wasting, a, wasting time. Right. I had a long tone routine. Mm-hmm. I had a scale routine, and I still do. I mean, I still do those two things to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would get into you know whatever music I was learning, whatever solos I was working on. Um, I would spend time composing, playing piano. It was all broken up and I would just fit stuff in wherever I could. If I could, you know, I mean, every night I'd practice. If I didn't have a gig, I'd practice, you know, four or five hours. Mm -hmm. But I'd also cut in, you know, if I had a free hour during the day, I'd go in and get some stuff done. Mm -hmm. I, I never cut music classes. But I had a strategy for cutting non-music <laughs> classes. Figured out how I figured out what I could get away with, with and then like get some extra practice in. <laughs> so <laughs> typical musician. Yeah. Jazzer. Jazzer totally. to the end. Totally. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not like geology was gonna really <laughs> yeah. make priorities. Me a priorities. Exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's go back to what we were talking about before. So um you're in college, you've got this mm-hmm. routine. Um you finish school, mm-hmm. then what? So I moved to New York, okay. and I started a master's degree at the Manhattan School of Music. Oh, I didn't know um, that. I did, but I only was there for one semester. Oh, you left that out in I all did. of our oh, yeah. conversations in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, mostly, well, for two reasons. One, I hated New York City, mm. which kind of caught me by surprise. I didn't realize that I wasn't going to okay, like so living Okay, so let's there. talk about that. What didn't you like? Because um, you're from Detroit. It's a big city, too. It is, but it's different. Um mm. New York is so fast okay. and aggressive, and it, it just, I didn't like, it wasn't the music. Mm-hmm. That yeah, wasn't it at everybody's all. everybody's like, I'm going for the music, I got to see the cats, they're hitting hard. Exactly, right, exactly. Right. Uh, that wasn't it. And I learned a lot, you know, from the short time I was there, but mm-hmm. um, just the pace of life in the city is so fast and aggressive, and, yeah. you know, it's like you leave in the morning, and you feel like... You walk out your front door and bam. It's you're just <laughs> fighting your way home for the rest yeah, of the day, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and so after a few months, I kind of just like I don't want to spend my whole life doing this. This is not how I want to live. And also at that point, you know, I was engaged to my who was going to become my wife, mm-hmm. and I knew she was not going to like it. Oh, okay. So, so you I knew, knew that was going to be a thing. You were setting so, up the future. Exactly. <laughs> All right. You know, and so then I kind of had to make a. a the decision like okay well if i'm not going to live in new york city and be a jazz musician mm-hmm. well i'm gonna have what to go gonna back do? to detroit and figure this out so. okay so from new york <clears throat> do you come to chicago no i went back to detroit detroit okay and so you know i'm gonna i'll back up just a little bit prior to the last semester of college prior to moving to new york i did my student teaching mm-hmm. And I actually found out I liked teaching a lot more than I thought I would. Okay, interesting. So you realize that during yes. the student teaching. Because mm-hmm. 
you don't do very much teaching when you're in college until you get to student teaching. Mm. So, so you don't like, really find out what it's like to be a full-time teacher. Okay, so you're preparing or they're preparing you. Right. But then once you get in the class, there it is. You got to do it. You got to do it. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So like I, what is it you liked about it? Um, I really like sharing music with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just because I love music. I just love it. Mm-hmm. You know, all kinds of music. And so the what kids get out of of sharing that and there's extra musical things you learn from te- from studying music too. Um, but primarily, uh, I just there was a lot of fulfillment in sharing this music with with students, and I I I, I guess I didn't realize that was going to be the case. So, um, so was it the same type of feeling you get playing? Because you know when you're playing, mm, we've talked about this, mm-hmm. and you got the cats in the band, and you just right. like that. This is what it is. I've been right. waiting for this moment, right. that energy. Is it that same type of energy or is it a little bit different or, I mean, because that's what you do for your job. So it's different. I don't know how to describe the difference Mm -hmm. Um, because the moments that I've had on the bandstand that are amazingly special, those um, that is about the communication within the band and, you know, those like everything falls into place and it's mm-hmm. just, you know, I, you don't, I've never gotten that with students. Mm-hmm. What I, what I do get from students is watching them grow, mm, you know, watching kids. That's like when they graduate <laughs> and they get it or something. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, I mean, I've had students who were good players who mm-hmm. get even better. And, you know, I have this guitar player right now that uh, probably the best improviser I've ever had. Wow, as that's a, a strong a, statement, <laughs> right? And he's—it's a joy to watch him. But then it's also a joy to watch a kid who can barely play, mm-hmm. but learns how to persevere mm-hmm. at something yeah, and gets better that. and better, and right. then really turns a corner, mm-hmm. you know. And so, right. like, I know that kid's not going to go into music, but but hey, they're going to use that skill and that mindset in something else. Right, right. I tell everybody, you know? we need all of you, whether you go into right. it or not. Right. Listeners, players, Absolutely. we need everybody. Well, and then there's the whole. That's also a thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm helping to create educated consumers of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I've been doing this long enough now that I have students will come see me play, or former students, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even now, some families come to see me play, and nice. So okay, it's like building your own audience. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So you end up in Chicago. You said mm-hmm. you were doing twice as many gigs. Mm-hmm. How did you end up? teaching in a high school because I'm I'm thinking as a right. musician I'm doing twice yeah. as many gigs right. I'm good right I'm making money I'm working so that's that's a good question actually uh so when I was in Detroit I was teaching uh elementary band mm-hmm. so like beginning band and then I did in the district I was in it was a smaller district and there was one high school and the band director <clears throat> uh, didn't want to do jazz band so I did the jazz band mm. so I had elementary band and jazz band Okay. Moved to Chicago. My first two years here, I taught um, middle school. Hmm. Now, I had always thought that there's no way I could be a high school band director. <laughs> Why is that? Because those because three of the are- time. Because of the time, right? The time like, it I takes, could, or you yeah, have to invest in doing it. Okay, the time commitment. You know, in a, yeah. Like, so it's what, a bigger time commitment in high school, you're saying, in middle mm-hmm. school? Or at least my perception was okay. the, you know, all the athletic events and concerts and, tra- you know. So I thought, you know, this I'm I'm not even interested in teaching at a high school. 
Um, so I was teaching middle school, and then I was also teaching adjunct at um, Northern Illinois University. Mm, okay, double dipping. Plus, I was playing gigs. <laughs> oh, he's working. <laughs> so, all right. I was, well, I think the first two years I was in town, I put like twenty thousand miles a year on my car. Yeah, that's driving. You can do that here place. before yeah. you know it. I totally understand that. Um, so, it, so at this point, had you already been in the Thelonious Monk? competition yes, yes that actually happened my first year of teaching so in detroit in detroit okay right so for those of you listening who don't know it's now called the herbie hancock institute but you were a finalist right mm-hmm. with jimmy green jimmy green and john gordon john gordon mm-hmm. right so. also that year uh john ellis uh ralph bowen joel Fromm. Dave Pietro. There's a lot of so people a lot of super bad yeah. cats. Yeah, <laughs> right. It was a hang. <laughs> yeah, right. It was a hang. So I'm not just talking to a guy off the street who picked up the saxophone player. Just so you guys are clear about this, he's been hitting heavy oh. for a lot of years. All right. So you're in that competition. You come here. You're working. Middle school. Mm-hmm. You what? You just decided to go. Well, to high so what school happened or? was a friend of mine, somebody I had met. Um, I don't know, seven or eight years prior to that, teaching at a music camp in Wisconsin mm-hmm. named Birch Creek, is was teaching at the high school that uh, I teach at, I've taught at for the last 20 years. And so his colleague was leaving to go to a different school. Mm. The way that job was set up, there was kind of such a division of labor. There were multiple jazz bands. Um, it was set up in a way that after talking to him on the phone for an hour, I thought, you know what? I think I can do this. <laughs> it's not as bad as I And imagined. it was really attractive to me because um, I was going to teach multiple jazz bands, mm-hmm. music theory, a little bit of band. And my job's evolved over the years. I've done different things. But initially that was, you know, I was kind of brought in to, to be the jazz guy. Mm-hmm. So that's a unique position that doesn't yeah. exist at a, in a, high in a lot of schools. <laughs> yeah. You know, and also there's always been at least two of us teaching band. At times we've had three. Wow. Depending on enrollment. How big is so, the high school? Well, right now it's just under 2,000, but we've been as big as almost 2,600. Wow, that's so huge. It is. Yeah, so, so you need three. <laughs> right. You know, and then so what comes with that in terms of still having a playing career is that, um, you know, I'm judicious about taking time off. So it's not like I can just like go out on the road for two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew that making that decision. But sometimes some uh, opportunities come along where um, – we can kind of cover for each other. You just can't so, say no. You got to right. do the gig. So it's like, I got to go do this gig, but we, <laughs> right. you know, we have a concert that night. So okay. my colleague will cover for me. Right. You know? And I don't I don't think I abuse it. I try not to. Right, so, right. Well, that seems to um, be the key in education. It's like you got to work. You're a right. musician, but at the same time, right. you don't want to abuse the privilege because exactly. you do have benefits. You have a job. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's the same in college too, right? You mm-hmm. can't just disappear for eight weeks. And not teach your classes and your lessons. and Yeah, that would be very difficult to do uh, my school and a lot of other schools. I'm sure it's been done, but right. probably not to the satisfaction of the dean. Right. <laughs> or even the students. Or the students, right. right. I mean, right. I had a friend who was mm-hmm. at Manhattan and his teacher mm-hmm. basically, you know, was gone the whole semester. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. tried to make up all the lessons in like a Saturday. <laughs> like, we're just going to hang all day. <laughs> right, right. You yeah, know? I've, yeah, I've seen that. Not a good look. Yeah. Okay, so what is your routine now? Because you said you've been at the school mm-hmm. 20 years. 
you obviously have established uh, a routine, a relationship with <clears throat> everyone, and you're working, right? Mm -hmm. You've got a new CD mm -hmm. that just came out. Um, what do you do to maintain playing? Uh, well, to maintain play, I play all day at school. Mm, so, so you've got the horn in your mouth. I've got the horn in my mouth, right? So I'm playing with the students. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a big believer in kind of basic skills things anyway. So every ensemble spends some time working on long tones, lip slurs, scales, arpeggios, that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I'm connected to the instrument. In the jazz groups, I'm playing saxophone. In the concert bands, I'm playing flute or clarinet to keep those doubles up because mm. I don't have a lot of practice time. So my okay. practice time is mm. usually dedicated to like whatever gigs I have coming up, music I've got to learn. Yeah, the music you got to get on. Right, so okay. I just don't. I remember back in college, Billy Hart telling us that uh, practice all you can now because if you think you're busy now, you just wait. <laughs> yep, yep. And he was 110% right. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the famous lines you hear, but you don't realize mm, it until no, you're in the middle you really of it. Don't. And you got to take advantage of that time mm -hmm. when you're in college because it's not going to come back. You'll never get six hours a day <laughs> yeah, ever again. Exactly. Unless you're not working. Mm, yeah, in that's true. Case, but the goal is to work. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. And that's so, what this podcast is, to right. help you find work. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're working. You've got this CD out. Mm -hmm. um, any plans in the future? Um you're just going to teach till you drop or you after you're well, done, you're going to try to tour. Yeah. Or? I mean, officially, mm -hmm. to get a pension here in Illinois, I've got to do about 10 more years. Okay. And at that point, I think um, I will probably retire and okay. then really lean into Just play playing. all day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Play as much as possible. Yeah. It'll give me the opportunity, I think, to, to do more traveling. Okay. Which I can't. It's difficult right now to go mm -hmm. out of town. Mm -hmm. to play gigs do you ever right? feel like you missed out sometimes because you know there may be a couple of weeks or people or things um yeah and there have been things i've had to say no to no to that really hurt yeah, <laughs> to yeah. be honest i mean mm -hmm. it was i did not want to say no but mm -hmm. my job has to come first yeah right i mean that's my primary bread and butter and right, um, right. you know and i know there are things that people don't call me for because they just they kind know. of assume Right. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to do it. So, so that's a trade-off, right? You have to yeah. be willing to accept that, that you can't, you can't possibly do everything. Right, right. You know, so. Cool. All right, well, I think we've learned a lot here today. It's been a pleasure for me, as always. I've learned a lot. Likewise. Um, yeah, and just hanging out with this guy, we've had a chance to play on a tenor time. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully we'll do some recordings and playing in the future. I'm Richard Johnson. This is Music Business. What is this? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having and we'll me. we'll see you out there in cyberspace sometime soon. See you later. This program is partially supported by a grant from the Illinois Arts Council Agency.